I was um, making my rounds the other day at home, making my rounds of the fridge. You know, just seeing what was going on in it. Generally, I check it a couple of times a day just to see if there's something new that I need to be aware of. You skinny people probably wouldn't understand this. Anyway, and then I found this. You see, some of our northern tribe are coming down for Christmas from that other island. First time since the quakes. And they like the turkey bird. Steph is someone that prepares very well and very early. I've been known to find Christmas presents bought in June under the bed. She's rapidly getting ready. She's preparing. We heard a, a reading from the prophet Malachi, who I used to think was Malachi until someone put me right, expressing his yearning that true worship would be restored to Israel. He was a prophet from after the exile when the faithful Jews had returned from Babylon to rebuild. And most good God followers probably thought that they were doing okay. We're the faithful ones, those sort of slightly dodgy ones, they stayed in Babylon. But God through Malachi apparently did not agree. Something was missing. Perhaps their real heart engagement was lacking. True, they were not worshipping idols anymore like their predecessors had, but were they becoming devoted to the rules more than the rule giver? And if you think about the Pharisees that Jesus encountered a few hundred years later, which suggests that they were on their way to becoming first-rate legalists, pedantic I-dotters and T-crosses. I found this. Can you read that? Oh. You'll like Simon. He's an insufferable pedant too. And then Simon, perhaps you meant he too is an insufferable pedant. Malachi could see the one who was going to go ahead of the Lord to proclaim his advent to God's people. He's a bit like the trailer that hints at the movie. It's got a couple of little scenes in it just to whet your appetite and make you want to go see it. And when the Lord finally came, Malachi foresaw that things would change rapidly, that everything would be just tipped on its head, which we see in the Gospels that it was. And hey presto, 400 odd years later, John the Baptist appears. The first Baptist, showing up in Luke's Gospel. Now not for him, the knee socks, walk shorts, or floral dresses down to his ankles, that our more recent Baptist ancestors have modelled for us. But rather he's clothed in animal skins, munching on locusts. If you've ever tried to eat a bug, and I did in Cambodia, nah. Couldn't do it. 
From the desert he comes, that, that place that they would have associated with evil and death, for good reason, comes this wild man preaching about there's another coming. And I bet they were thinking, gosh, what's he going to look like if you look like this? And he's bound to be ceremonially unclean. And what, he wants to baptise me? He is the, the trailblazer, calling God's people to repentance and to the renewal of their faith. He calls on them to prepare to meet the Lord. And he's listed alongside the great and the good of his day that Kevin told us about. From the emperor Tiberius down. Who are now largely forgotten. But he is remembered. His message is remembered too. Repent. Be baptised for the forgiveness of your sins and look for and follow God's way. And that is the way of peace. Peace with God. And this was the fulfilment of his father Zechariah's prophecy that was read to us. That Zechariah received just after John was born. And I've thought about it I think that was a real smart thing for God to do, to put this man into a family of the quality of Zechariah and Elizabeth to be raised. Zechariah would have prepared his son for the unique and dangerous life's work that he had. He would have raised him very carefully in the Lord. And this process is still going on in all of us. And think about your own story of faith. And I'll bet you, and I know I'm not allowed to bet because I'm a good Baptist, but I will bet you that there was at least one or two faithful Christians from the body of Christ sharing their faith or at least making some sort of good impression on you. Then there was God by his Spirit calling you to himself and you responding, either in a heartbeat or over a much longer period of time. And maybe that process is still going on. And if it is, then you are growing in your faith as a disciple or a follower of the Lord, not just a convert, which is just square one. Who prepared the way for you? And who are you preparing the way for? And then the final reading was from Philippians which was a small little church that Paul had a bit to do with, but he, he hadn't founded it. They, they weren't his spiritual children, as it were. But did you hear his love coming through for them? I have you in my heart. I long for you. This Christian warrior who preached we see an axe to pagan kings. This brave evangelist to a hostile pagan world is a great big marshmallow on the inside. He truly, deeply, profoundly loved them. You are here today because you are loved by God and at least by some of his people. You are the beloved of God. 
That is something to be truly celebrated. No matter where you are on the journey of faith, even if you are still on the outside looking in, trying to figure this thing out, you are the beloved of God. Now in a few moments, we're going to hear my favourite Advent hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Done as an instrumental. It's stunning, I hope you like it. While that is playing though, I want to invite you to reflect on who prepared the way for you. Who were your John the Baptist figures? It might be your parents, it might be a significant teacher or leader or friend or some combination thereof. And I want to invite you to give thanks for them. And if they are still around, maybe make a plan to reach out and to say thank you. And then there's the other question. Who are you preparing the way for? Christian or non-Christian? Who are you encouraging and praying for, sharing your heart and life with? How will you show those in your life that they matter to you this Christmas? Could be a card, could be a call, could be an email. And what I've learned, I think, over the years is that little gestures count for an awful, awful lot. Think about who and what you might do for them this Christmas as we listen to this piece.
could please come up. Got one more song. Much negotiation has gone on to the selection of this song. Jan is going to play us a Christmas carol. It's a goodie too. 